Welcome to a new session of Consulting in High Heels. This podcast challenges your mindset and coaches you to create the career you want. My name is Carmen and I'm a professional coach and management consultant. I believe you can have a successful, satisfying career while being an inspiring person others want to be with. Let's take a walk together on this journey. Hi, welcome to this new session. Today we will speak about how to deal with your pain to become an even more successful leader. And maybe you are familiar with this ice cold grip that surrounds your heart at the moment when a hope or a dream comes to an end. Or maybe you just know this darkness that clouds your vision and that is leaving you clueless and you do not know how to survive the next day. And these are the moments when you get this call or you read this note or you get just a little piece of information and then your whole world falls apart. And it's really relevant to check on yourself, like what do you do with your emotions once you hit this spot? And although we don't like those emotions and we just want to continue with our lives, those emotions will have an effect on how we lead. And I can give you some examples um, of people who have not dealt with their emotions well. So for an instance, you could react with cynicism uh, towards um, an emotional painful situation. So once you get cynical, you feel that you can cover the pain. And then over time, you might think that this cynicism is just a good way to deal with all kinds of situation. And then all of a sudden, you become this ugly person that is cynical in every moment and where colleagues have a sense of not sharing their emotions freely with you because every time that you are in the room it's quite negative and this will have an effect on how you lead your team and how your team connects with you i give you another example um, I had a team member who was in emotional despair and there was an, a bad news in the family and I talked with another leader about what we would do now with this team member and the advice was to give that person even more work so that this person could forget about the pain and just work through this and by that time I did not um, comment it in any way but I was quite shocked because if you are in emotional pain then it is time to face this pain and walk through this and not to cover it because unfortunately if you are not working with your pain it will have an influence on your leadership and how you work um, in your professional life And although the crisis might have happened in your private life, it will have carryover effects in your, um, in your professional life. And people will sense that there is, let's say, an underlying story and they won't be um, as open to you and you cannot be really free in, um, in how you lead. 
So let's speak a bit about this pain and what to do. I think what's quite normal if you're in extreme despair that in the beginning you just go on autopilot. So you just manage to survive. Um, maybe you get a shower, maybe not. Maybe you get some sleep, maybe you get some food, but you're just in a tunnel and you try to survive and you just try to process this negative and painful information. And I think this is totally normal. And then you go come into a phase where, where this first shock decreases and you realize that you need to do something to get out of this pit again. And this is when it's really is this critical stage. So the question is, what do you need to do now to get out of this pit? As I showed in the examples, you could go in with cynicism saying like, well, it's not that bad after all, or maybe um, attributing to every situation that there's something negative in there and just try to cover the pain. Or you could just ignore the pain and just work on. And I want to show you a way how you can go through this storm and you can actually work with those negative emotions. And at the end, those negative emotions will be gone without having a negative effect on your career and your professional life. And I think I need to warn you at this point, because we will put away the Romans <laughs> and we will uh, now go for the uncool stuff. Because I had a mentor and she told me that it requires three things, talk, tears and time. And you cannot buy a quick fix and you cannot take a shortcut, but you need to decide to walk through this. But at the end, you will be in this space where the negative emotions are gone and you will be free again and you will really feel like you are, you are heal, um, heal again. So let's speak about talk. It's really important that you wrap your emotion in words and that you speak about those scattered hopes and those unfulfilled expectations and the unbearable sadness. Just talk to people you can trust. So independently on where the crisis happened in the private life or in the professional life, just take people in that you can really trust um, or who might even be professionals themselves. And it's important that you wrap those emotions in words. And I know that this can be hard, especially um, when you don't like or if you, have a, if you never have spoken about your emotions. And we are talking not about the lullaby talk here. So we are not talking about, I would feel like <laughs> some fluffiness, but now we speak about the hard way, um, like what are the emotions that you're feeling? Is it anger, hate, sadness, desperation? So really start feeling and start speaking. And it's important that you speak off limits. And I will tell you why this is important. Your brain is forced to concentrate on the specific moment 
and the spinning that you have in your mind um, is now put into proper sentences. So if you just um, feel the emotions in your body or in your brain, then it's just this, this craziness, it's spinning. But once you start putting it into sentence, the chaos in your head stops. And you need to find proper words in proper sentences. And the same is true about writing. So maybe you do not want to talk, but you can write. But just start writing those p uh, words down and pin your thoughts to paper. And if writing is hard for you, then just find an address C you can direct your words to. If this is an imaginary friend, a loved one, I don't know, God, so whatever you want to, to use, it's just a vehicle to structure your thoughts. And just to give you an example from a time when I needed to walk this path, um, I still continued working during this time, but during my professional workday, I used, let's say, 20 minutes to 30 minutes um, in my lunch break just to write down the words because there was so much um, sadness and so much pain within me and I just felt if I just continue working and I don't give this space, then I will not heal properly. So I just um, took my uh, book with me um, to my project and then I took 20 minutes off and just started to write um, letters on how I feel, how I was so disappointed and everything. And then all of a sudden I became more quiet and this calmness um, enters yourself. And you will see this, this writing or talking. In the beginning it's a thing that you do on a daily basis and then later on it becomes less. So then we speak about the second point, tears. Get ready to cry. So even if you think that you have already cried, let's say enough for a lifetime, during the first days of the shock. So just get ready to experience this on another level. Um, and even if you did not cry during this the first time, um, it's tears is something that is really helping you to, to release the pain. And... Um, doctors found out that real tears, tears, they contain a natural painkiller. And this is why you're, you actually feel relief after you have cried. And um, there's another interesting thing that doctors found. Your brain cannot distinguish between a broken leg and a broken heart. So if you um, walk through pain that is in your heart, um, your brain just feels the same amount of pain as if you um, came back um, with a broken leg from skiing. I personally really hated uh, crying because it made uh, me feel weak, uh, stupid, and I really did not like it at all. But once I understood that it's the same thing as if I had a broken leg, and I assume um, I would be crying if I had a broken leg, then it's fine if you're crying if you have a broken heart. And it's just, um, there is some, let's say, magic happen, I, I would call it, 
Because if you are talking about the thing that hurts you and you need to cry and you do it over and over again, your emotions are being processed. And then once you will hit a spot where you can actually talk about this painful moment in your life, but you do not have to cry anymore. And this is when you know you are through. And this is when you know that you have walked through your emotions and you do not have to suppress anything or you don't have to be afraid anymore that anyone is touching your painful area, but it just has healed. Which brings me to number three, what we need. It's time. Actually, you don't know how long the walk will take you. You don't know how long you will need to write things down, talk about it, or you need to cry. If you have um, found something really severe in your life, you lost a dear person to your heart that really crushed your whole life, it might take several years. And it's okay that it takes time. The cool thing is at the end of this process, you will be free and you will be a new person and this pain doesn't have power over you anymore. In addition, once you have walked through this time, you will be able to even listen to other um, painful situations of other people and you are cool with tears. And once you are cool with tears, colleagues can come to you with whatever they have. And even if they burst into tears, you just can talk to them. You can hold the moment for them. And you will be, a, I just want to put it this way, you will be a better leader. Because you have a part in you where um, you just know or you have a better understanding of emotions and you are not the one who is hiding when life gets tough and this is something when we come back to the two examples from the beginning if you are someone who's just walking with this um, uh, cynicism on the one hand or you just um, dive into work and you try to run away from emotions then you will be um, a leader where people will actually fear that they cannot come to you. And this will always um, bring in a certain gap between you and your team. But once you have dealt with your own pain and you just know how this work um, and this path works, then you will be a person that can actually help other people, even if it's in the workplace. And that doesn't mean that you need to to walk with your colleagues through their um, pain. But it means that if pain is popping up, then you will be cool in handling this one situation and you can give people space to actually um, heal again. And from what I've seen so far in my life is that colleagues, they cherish this moment when they have a team leader who they really can trust um, even if they are um, in, a, in a crisis. And even if this crisis is in the private life and we are now speaking about professional life. So I just want to encourage you, if you have pain in your life, 
that you did not address yet, that you walk through this journey and that you give this pain and this emotion a name and that you start talking about it and that you find your personal way to really heal. And once you are healed in this area, I promise you, you will be a better leader and it will have an effect on your team and your team will grow and flourish and you will really love and like to work in your own team. Thanks for listening to this episode. It is great that you are investing in yourself. I believe you can reach your goals. For more inspiration, check my blog consultinginhighheels.com and follow the hashtag managementconsulting. consulting.